What is up, Cowboy Nation? That is right. It is season two, week one of the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. I am your lovely host, Mitch. And today we will also have the party blurter himself, Daniel, joining us. Lovely is a strong word for you. Uh, well, you know, I got somebody's got to give me a compliment. I won't get it from you, so I only do that in um, private. We're we're, <laughs> we're related. It's kind of weird if I do it, you know, in public. So. Well, you know, <laughs> we're, we live in West Virginia, so it's expected. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Daniel is our, of course, our uh, editor slash producer slash all the other things that makes this thing run, other than being the main host. So we appreciate him. Um, unfortunately, Wayne has the COVID and is not feeling up to the weather right now. So, um, we do have some of what he would like to input for the show. So we'll be bringing his input later on as we go through the show. So, um, it's been a while. Our last episode was, uh, the pre-draft episode. Kind of hoped that we would have a couple more episodes in the meantime, but, um, life got in the way and, and things have changed. So, um, but we're back. We're excited to be back and hopefully you guys are excited to have us back. So, um, Daniel, tell everybody what you've been up to. Well, first and foremost, I need to say that I hope that this year we don't curse the Cowboys like we did last year. Um, yes. (laughs) But as far as what I've been up to, like, uh, Mitch, Mitch, you know, you watched the video that I posted on YouTube. I'm, I'm doing YouTube videos right now because um, last year I lost lost my car, don't have a job, don't have any way to get a car right now. So I've just been doing, been doing YouTube videos and doing a lot of watching and not really studying football, but like I missed it. And it's like such a big part of my life every year that like I've been got like three or four podcasts that I listen to and I watch a little bit of Pat McAfee and, you know, I keep up with some of the Cowboys podcast, even though the Homer Cowboys podcasts are kind of eh, like, you know, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I mean, I'm kind of biased, but I feel like we're pretty much the, uh, the best Cowboys podcast, the most level-headed Cowboys podcast there is. Of course, I don't really listen to them, but you know, I just think we are. So the, there's some that the Cowboys do themselves that are, you know, the peop- some of the people on there are very level-headed, um, but some of the people are very just kind of out there too, like, you know. so But they're also closer to the team, so they're around it every day. They see, you know, right. the ins and out of everything. So they see more than we do. So there might yeah, be... They have a lot more information than we would ever have. Yeah, absolutely. So... But, yeah, so... Um, back in West Virginia, um, all of us are back in West Virginia now, of course, with with Daniel moving back to um, his home. So, but uh, yeah, we're just happy to be back recording again and and be your, uh, you know, your friendly West Virginia boys to um, talk about the Cowboys. Um, So week one, we have a daunting task ahead of us. Um, Well, first off, before we get too far into that, I actually didn't get a chance to watch this week's, but um, what were your overall thoughts of the... um, Hard Knocks and featuring the Cowboys. I, I, I Like I said, I didn't get to watch this week's yet. I'm going to try to watch it this evening. Um, but 
overall, what what were your impressions of seeing us on Hard Knocks this season? Um, I also didn't get to watch last night's episode either. Um, I was had a late night um, doing podcast, other podcast stuff, but um, I mean, like it's it's cool as a consumer to be able to see inside of you know the Cowboys, you know. I was hoping for more like day-to-day stuff and like really like, you know, as a fan, you kind of want to see those big players, you know, Zeke and Dak and um, CD lamb, Mari Cooper. You wanted, you kind of want to see more of those people, but it was really kind of nice to see some of these uh, down roster guys and their, their stories and their kind of struggle to make the team. And yeah. um, Like Kamara, um, uh, what's a, uh, the uh, I forget his name the the one that's the the guy that's from um, from Mexico that is on like that players oh yeah the uh, uh, I forget it I forget his name the the offensive lineman yeah. oh crap yeah and uh, yeah. Alarcone or something like yeah that. Aller, Allercone, yeah yeah it's yeah. it's cool to see their stories um, and like the little bit that we got of Zeke and Dak like in the first episode was pretty cool. And the fact that Zeke has no idea how to wrap a present, which is just beyond <laughs> me. Like, you know, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing the human side of them a little bit. And I was hoping we'd get a little bit more of that. Honestly, like I feel, um, through the fourth episode, most of what we saw was pretty fan servicey. Um, more so just to, I, I don't know if I say, check a box but it didn't feel like we got too much insight um i guess is the is the best way to say it there wasn't anything um earth shattering or crazily um you know fun or exciting to see there wasn't anything that was like oh crap you know this is happening or i, I don't know just it felt kind of um felt kind of blah after especially that fourth episode that was just mm-hmm. it was a uh, I remember you saying it before I'd watched it and then I went and watched it and it, it was just boring. Um, there just wasn't much in it. Now this last episode, I'm hoping, hoping I'll get to watch it this afternoon and it'll, uh, I'm assuming we'll include, Ooh, excuse the yawn there. Um, I'm assuming that the last episode will include like all the cuts and stuff, which is where the interesting stuff starts happening. Um, but you just didn't really get to see a whole lot of that in the first four episodes. So, um, there, there just wasn't a whole lot to give away, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Um, yeah. story, say all that to, you know, to say this, but, um, but yeah, uh, it's cool. Uh, um, but you know, having your team be featured and all that kind of stuff, you get a little bit more of, a, um, you know, behind the scenes look, uh, a couple years ago, the show on, um, um, shoot amazon they have a show that they do with a team every year as well and they did the cowboys i think it was their first season and that was really cool um because you know it was, i'm pretty sure that was dak and zeke's rookie seasons or maybe their second season um so you know it was, it was cool to see all that but um yeah i just thought it was kind of nothing crazy nothing earth shattering but it was nice to have you know getting you ready and geared up for football so yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, um, looking at this upcoming first week game tomorrow night, Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Um, 
opening game Thursday evening, 8.20 kick, I believe it is, at Tampa Bay. Um, you know, defending Super Bowl champs, Tom Brady, we all know the story. Um, week one, what a bit uh, is there a bigger game you could have in week one? Um, you know, coming off of coming off of the year that they had in Tampa Bay last year, um, a, a bruising defense. They have all twenty, I believe they have all twenty-two starters back, if I'm not mistaken, from they, their offense and defense. I think it's the first first team in the suit or in the. Uh, salary cap era to bring back all 22 starters. Yeah. So big deal there. Um, you know, the continuity thing that you, um, always harp on in football, you know, continuity is key. And this is a team that was already good as it was. And they have all of their starters coming back this season. So a daunting task for Cowboys, especially coming off the season that we just had, um, you know, obviously injury riddled, um, we'll get into more of that here in a little bit, but um, you know, coming off of a very, very lackluster season, um, of course, with with Dak being out, you didn't expect a whole lot after he went down, but um, showed signs of life at times from here and there with our backup quarterbacks, um, but just never were able to put it together um, on the offensive side of the ball. And then, of course, we all know the defensive struggles that we had leading to Mike. Mike Nolan's firing and the hiring of our new defensive coordinator and new defensive scheme that we hope will, you know, make some huge improvements because with Mike Nolan's, um, what they call, you know, super, um, ah, gosh, it was just, it was very, uh, technical and difficult, um, (laughs) scheme that he tried to implement in season one. Yeah. And it was just an ass of a defense. Um, we bring in a guy named, you know, Dan Quinn called Um, it, called it. If you guys have heard of him, called it. Yeah. Don't know if you guys have heard of him, but, uh, you know, somebody who made his hay on defense, um, back in the days with, uh, Seattle Seahawks when they were going to the Super Bowl. um, you know, early years of, of Russell Wilson's tenure in, in Seattle. Um, Dan Quinn had a heck of a defense there um, for it, or parlayed that into a head coaching gig in Atlanta where he failed miserably. And last year, Daniel said, don't be surprised if you see Dan Quinn as our next defensive coordinator because Mike Nolan just did not make it work. And what happens in the offseason? We hire Dan Quinn. So, um. The hope is obviously that he can come in and fix the things that were glaring problems and improve on the things that were good. Um, we didn't see a whole lot of good there, but you know the 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 hope is that he can find some diamonds in the rough and 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 make some improvements. So, as we anticipated in the draft special lead up um, that we did. We anticipated a heavy defensive draft, and we had that. <laughs> um, I think it was what nine of eleven picks were were defensive, defensive players. players or something like that. Yeah, so, so, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, looking at looking back at the draft, you know, the the needs were there, and and they addressed a lot of them. I don't know if they necessarily addressed them perfectly or got all of them covered, but um, through free agency, through the draft, I believe. 
you know, this team, I believe it was, I can't remember what site it was, but um, one of those like fantasy, not fantasy football focus, but one of those websites that, that talks about sports, maybe Bleacher Report or something like that, um, talked about the, they rated their most talented teams just based on the roster itself and ranked the Cowboys at number three. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you have to feel good just looking on paper at the the players that we have coming back and the players that we have coming in, especially, you know, obviously the the Micah Parsons edition in the first, you know, at pick 11, you know, that that pick just solidifies that defensive, you know, middle um, because he's just a beast. He's fast. He's aggressive, um, as he as we mentioned in the Hard Knocks um, discussion. You know, we got to see some of you know him featured in that. And Dak said, "Eleven is ready to play," and uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what he can add to what should be a strength in our defense as long as we can stay healthy. And uh, that should be the caveat of our episode, maybe the title of our episode, as long as we can stay healthy. Um, you know, we have what could be the makings of a decent team and a decent uh, season, um, but it all hinges on, um, you know, just staying healthy. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, I mean that's you know, I, I, we probably wouldn't have done much better if we would have stayed healthy last year. We would have been closer in games, but with Dak and the fact that our offensive line just was decimated and. You know, injuries played a big part in the season last year. But with our defense the way it was last year, I don't think that we would have done much better Um, because we were just giving up. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how many yards per per run we were giving up, but I know we were giving up like at least 120 yards rushing a game. So this year with Dan Quinn, I just hope that we're able to stop the run. That's the biggest thing that I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, um... You know the addition of the addition of Micah Parsons. He's a, he is a uh, you know do it all linebacker. Um, you know you add him to LVE and uh, Jalen Smith. Um, you know again the caveat being healthy. Um, you know health health being at its peak. These players should be the you know one of the top three top five you know linebacking cores in the league. Um, you know, Michael Parsons is one of those guys that, um, he's a, you know, what they call sideline to sideline guy and, uh, you know, makes tackles is in on every tackle he can get in, you know, just always around the ball and finds a way to be there. So you hope to see that, um, continue in, in the pros. You hope to see him come in and, and be able to, um, fix some of those weaknesses that we had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's going to take more than one player, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, the hope is obviously that we can, um, pair, uh, an improved defense with, um, you know, having Dak back and, and be able to control the clock as well. So, um, I'm just quickly looking at the stats from last year on our defense and Jalen Smith led the team, um, with 154 tackles and guess what the next closest player had. 84. 
Not as far off as I thought. Um, <laughs> 72. Wow. Xavier Woods had 72 tackles. So he had more than double the next um, two players on the list. Right. Uh, Donovan I, Wilson I, and, and Xavier Woods. I thought I was lowballing it there. Like, I was like, eh, probably around 100, but let's go a little bit lower. Holy crap, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, se- 72, yeah. So you hope to see a little bit more consistency there. Obviously, him um, having him back at, at, at linebacker as well, Jalen Smith. You know, a lot of people were kind of down on Jalen last year for whatever reason. I don't get it. Um, he's, I think, a stud. Um, you he know, was. You want to see him. He that. was he was playing out of his element last year. Uh, Nolan had him in a scheme that was is not meant for Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith is a downhill go get him linebacker, not a side to side. He's not quick. Like he's he's not super fast. He needs to be up the middle of the line. Like he doesn't need to be running side like sideline to sideline. He's great at tackling, but Mike Nolan just had him out of place last year. That was the issue, and everybody's like, "Oh, you paid Jalen Smith and blah blah blah," and he's, you know, but yeah, like like you said, no, hundred and fifty some tackles. Like he, the leading tackler on the team for two years straight. Like he's still a good linebacker if he's put in the right position. Absolutely, and and I think you know this year, I hope um, you know Dan Quinn being the defensive minded. Um, you know, guru, you so to speak, that you, you know, he was when he came to Atlanta from Seattle. Um, you know, the Legion of Boom days in Seattle, they just they were just a great team, um, great defense. And you hope to see even just a, a shade of that, um, coming into 2021 here with our, our new defense. Um, you know, with the additions that we have, with the guys that we have coming back. You know, guys like Trevon Diggs, um, Jordan Lewis, you know, these guys that we're going to need to rely on um, heavily because, you know, we did lose a couple players. Um, but, you know, you, you have the you have the core back. You have, you know, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, you have LVE. You have Trayvon Diggs. Randy Gregory said, is you know, going Randy, to have. Randy Gregory is coming back. Massive year for Randy Gregory. Yep. Um, I agree, and and I, I believe it's it's his time. He's finally going to have a chance to have a full season under his belt, and and I just, you know, the the stars are aligning. Hopefully, that means that things will improve. Um, but the week one opponent is not an easy one to get past. So let's get into um, what we think um, scores and bold predictions for week one against Tampa Bay. Um, as we mentioned, you know, Tampa Bay. Clearly, the defending national or national champs, the defending Super Bowl champs, um, bringing back all 22 starters. Although I did see today, the only injury on the injury report that is expected to miss tomorrow is one player from Tampa Bay, and that is um, God. Now I'm drawing a blank on his name. It's one of their safeties, and uh, I don't yeah, yeah, know yeah. if it's one of their Jordan Whitehead is is who it is. And actually, it's funny because he was a big recruit for WVU. We were chasing, and he ended up because um, he is from Western Pennsylvania, and uh, we were, we tried really hard to get him at safety, and then he spurned us for Pitt, eat shit Pitt. So um, yeah. ended up going to Pitt and and going you know pro, but um, he's the only only player on the injury report for either team that ex- is expected to miss. So that's good news for us, especially because we you know had had um, concerns about Zach Martin, um, concerns about Law Collins. 
Um, just, you know, several concerns, but both teams should be at peak health. Um, that includes Chris Godwin for Tampa, who was expected to possibly um, not make, you know, not be able to play, um, but he will be in as well. So both teams should be at full strength. Um, so getting into our scores and bold predictions. Um, actually, before we do that, um, real quick, I wanted to add in some things that Wayne wanted to add for us today. And one key stat that Wayne gave us, which I thought was pretty interesting, obviously a different season than it was last year, um, but one key, his key stat to the game is that Zeke gets over 70 rushing yards or at 70 rushing yards because last year, obviously, like I said, last year is kind of an anomaly, but going off of last year's stats, um, we were 0-8 when we were had when he was the when he was held <laughs> to 65 yards and under in 2020 so we are 0 and 8 um so we re- we definitely need to get Zeke going obviously it could be a very difficult um you know playing there because let's just face it Tampa Bay is good against the run um they're one of the better run defensive teams so should be um pretty difficult to do um, but you gotta get deep, you gotta get Zeke eating. The man looks like a beast coming off of, uh, last, last season. Um, just seeing him in, in the, uh, Hard Knocks episodes, he looks in much better shape. Um, focused all off season on his fumbling issues that he was riddled with last year. And the hope is, you know, obviously that he can come back in and, and fix those issues, um, get improved and, um, play a little bit better. He was held under a thousand yards rushing last year for a first time in his career, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, obviously, we had a chance to feature a little bit more of Tony Pollard, which we both—I think all three of us really like Tony Pollard. But um, when you have a guy that you're paying as much as you're paying Zeke, uh, you want to see him, <laughs> you know, being used and and getting. Um, you want to be getting the best out of him that you can be. So. Um, hate to see him not perform to his potential um, with as much as we're paying him. So hopefully that can get righted and we can fix that ship um, and get him moving and eating and feasting um, this season. So need him to get over over 70 yards. That is a key stat from Wayne. Um, and hopefully if that happens, that'll help us get closer to victory. So that being said, we'll jump to Daniel for his Score and bold predictions. All right. So my score prediction is, and we all gave our score predictions, and they're so close, but uh, my score prediction is 31-24 Tampa Bay. Um, Now, I know it's Cowboys podcast. You got to be a homer, but you know what? We did that all last year, and and I'm over being let down. You know, might as well go into the game. Like Mitch said, um, Reigning Super Bowl champions brought back all twenty-two. We're missing Zach Martin on our offensive line. Like, you know, I don't think it's going to hurt as much as if we were to lose um, Tyron Smith or somebody like that. But is Martin for sure out? I was looking at the injury report and he's not on it. Uh, I've, I've got ESPN's uh, stuff up right now and it says he's out. So. I mean, there's Stephen Jones said today that there's a chance that he could play, but it's very slim. He'd have to have two negative tests between yesterday and today. 
because he's not oh, okay. injured. He's got COVID, so it's a it's a right. But they usually thing. put those on the list, but they, they didn't yeah. have them on there. So they okay, probably well, are holding out hope. Correcting. Yeah. <laughs> so. Correction. Then, um, yeah. then Zach Martin might not be playing. But yeah, yeah. that's. Um, you, you know, you you, you don't want to um, say that that's not a huge loss, but you you trust that the depth that we have and the experience that we have because of all the issues and injuries that we had last season on the offensive line, we have guys that should be able to come in and fill that role at least for one game. So, yeah, definitely. And Tyron so, yes, Smith, go ahead. Oh, Tyron Smith um, had surgery this off season and um, said that he hasn't felt this good in a while. And dude is yoked, man. He is scary looking. Like he is <laughs> the most ripped big dude I've ever seen. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a massive, massive man and just in an incredible shape too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right. So, so you said 30 or yeah, 31, 24 Tampa Bay. Um, what are your bold or what is your bold prediction? <laughs> I've got one bold prediction and that is that we won't have any long-term injuries from this game. Now that's, <laughs> that's not to say that, you know, somebody could go out and be back next week. You know, I'm talking like season ending injuries like we did last year, whenever uh, Jarwin went down the first game and uh, did LVE get hurt the first game last year too versus the Rams? I, I, I think like he got he hurt, but I feel like he still played a little yeah. bit more before he got hurt. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that to me is a bold prediction because of last year. Like, we were, like, the second most injured team in the NFL last year or something. It was crazy. Yeah, I think uh, San Francisco was the only more injured team than us last year, yeah. I believe, if I remember correctly. So, um, yeah, uh, as I alluded earlier, you know, this season, and I think this episode should be called, um, you know, pending major injuries <laughs> or <laughs> something about injuries because – this, this season is really going to depend, the success of this season is going to depend on, on how healthy we can stay. Um, so that being said, I'll give you Wayne's score predictions and as um, and bold prediction. As Daniel alluded to, all of our scores are extremely close. Um, so, you know, it's going to be hard for there to be, a, unless somebody just nails it exactly right, it's going to be hard for there to be an outright winner this week. But um, Wayne picked Tampa Bay to win 31-26. Um, his bold prediction was that Micah Parsons will get a turnover in his first career start. I like that. Um, yeah. You know, I think he's, a, like I mentioned in the lead-up, I think he's a ball-hawking guy. You know, he's always always near the ball, always coming, coming after the ball. Um, he can predict. You know, he can guard and pass protection. Um, you know, he can – or um, pass defense. He can guard the running back. He can guard the linebacker – or the uh, – sorry, the tight end from the linebacker position. Um, so you definitely could see him either getting an interception or a strip sack, uh, strip fumble recovery, one of those kind of deals. So um, definitely since he's always around the ball, I think it's a good opportunity for him to start the season off on the right foot with a um, turnover. So that's a pretty – Pretty cool, bold prediction there from Wayne. Yeah, I like and, that. One. Yeah, go like, ahead. I don't know if you watched much of the Cowboys practice stuff this uh, 
during training camp whenever they were in Oxnard or not. No, nah, I but, really didn't get a chance to. I wish I could have, but yeah, like I mean, and take it with a grain of salt. But we were getting turnovers left and right. Um, a lot of these young guys um, were just—I mean, interceptions. Uh, just I mean, we were just flying all over the place. Um, now I say take it with a grain of salt because Dak was hurt, so we had Gilbert and Rush and Danucci throwing the ball, but. Some of the stuff was crazy. And even in the joint practice we had with the Rams, um, we had some really good good plays. And there was one really good interception on Matt Stafford. And it's just yeah, I know it's training camp. I know it's, you know, I know it's it's practice, but I don't remember seeing that even in previous years. Like I don't I didn't watch much of it last year. Uh because I was like in the middle of, you know, going down to Virginia and just didn't, didn't really watch much. And I don't even know if they did much last year because of the COVID protocols, but even previous years, like I didn't see much of the flying around, getting to the ball in those uh, preseason uh, training camp stuff. So I think that's promising. Um, but yeah, with- you, you'd like to see that too, because that's, that's always kind of been a staple of Dan Quinn's defenses and mm-hmm. um, you know, with him coming in, Obviously, you know, in the off season and not being here last season, it's good to see that the team is already showing some of what he likes to do just in, you know, early early shows, you know, early um, practices and stuff like that. That's 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 promising and hopeful. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, so moving down to my score prediction, um, I predict Tampa Bay also to win. Um, my score prediction is 28-24 Tampa. Um, so all of our scores are pretty close. Um, we each share a same score from one team or the other. And um, so it's hard to say, but it'll, it'll be a close one. Um, and my bold prediction is um, I think that Dak will actually outplay Brady, um, meaning he'll have better stats across the board. Um, yards, touchdowns, passer rating, all of that, uh, obviously, probably rushing yards since Tom isn't really a rushing threat. Bre- threat, but um, as just as far as passing goes, um, I think Dak will do better. I just think their defense is going to be the difference in and um, you know causing us to lose or us ending up losing. So, I mean, uh, I don't. That is I think bold prediction. I think that's like the least bold of all the bold predictions. It's like Brady's good. I mean, obviously, you know, he's won seven freaking Super Bowls, but he's older. And, you know, especially if we're playing from behind, Dak's obviously going to be putting up more yards and stuff, trying to come back into it. So maybe, yeah. but also, yeah. if I'm picking Tampa to win and I'm saying his stats will be better clear across the board, which would include passer rating, that would take into account interceptions and all of those things. So that's fair. Um, you know, assuming Tampa is going to win and Dak still out playing Brady, that would take it, you know, I I think that's showing that Dak is going to show that he's, um, you know, still the leader of the team, um, still in control of this team, but there's still going to be some things that we need to shore up on defense. Um, 
but yeah, I get I get where you're coming from too. That if we're playing from behind or what have you, that his his stats will have to show up better, but um, or end up showing better. So that being said, we will move to our next segment, which if you remember last year is our fantasy can't miss start of the week. Um, so this year, once again, we will have Wayne um, featuring his can't miss starter for daily fantasy sports. Um, he plays a little bit more daily fantasy sports than, than Daniel and I do. When, when I say a little bit more, it's a lot <laughs> bit more because Daniel and I, I, I just kind of dabble here and there and Daniel doesn't do any DFS cause nope. he's poor. So poor Listen, Daniel. But if I did fantasy <laughs> DFS, I would be in debt. So that's true. So <laughs> Wayne's DFS can't miss starter of the week is CD Lamb. Um, I think there's a good value pick there because, um, you know, he, I, I, I'd have to look. I can't remember. I've, I've been kind of skimming him a little bit. He may now be our most expensive wide receiver, but I can't remember for sure if it's him or Cooper. Um, but uh, Wayne says go with Lamb um, because Tampa Bay has one of the best rushing defenses. Um, and they don't, um, I mean, you know, they're stronger against the run than they are the pass. So, um, he, he chose lamb as his DFS start of the week. I'm going to go out on a limb and for weekly fantasy or, or year long fantasy, I guess should be the, the way to say it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the can't miss starter of the week this week for the Cowboys is actually going to be Cooper instead of Lamb. I've been and was leaning towards trying to pick up Lamb in all of my season-long drafts this season, um, but didn't get lucky enough to land him except for one league that I'm in. Um, And I would have actually, looking back, I wish I had switched that and gone after Cooper instead in all of my leagues. I just have this feeling that Cooper is going to go off. Um, so my hope is, um, you know, that he has a hell of a first game back, um, for the Cowboys and helping Dak beat Brady and the stats for my bold prediction. Um, so I'm going with Cooper. I just think he's got a renewed, um, attitude and, um, yeah, I think he's the can't miss starter of the week for year long fantasy. Daniel, how about you? I mean, for I mean, I don't do DFS, but I would I would throw I would go out on a limb with Blake Jarwin for this week. I think that with the defense and if you know Zach Martin not playing, you know having that tight end like I you know he's coming off an injury, so we'll see. But one of the tight ends for sure, um, just those dump off passes could be huge. Right. Um, yeah, I, think I mean, that's going to keep think, Dak on his feet. <clears throat> yeah, I think Darwin or Darwin <laughs> Jarwin. I was looking at Andy Dalton from yeah. the stats last year, and I combined <laughs> their names. Um, I, th- I think uh, I think Jarwin is um, one of those sleeper guys, and everybody, you know, there's a long list of of tight ends, um, especially in the in the year long fantasy that were getting picked. And then you get down to the later rounds when the tight ends start falling off the board. Um, you know, once you get past all those big name ones, 
and and Blake Jarwin was still there in every league um, available to be drafted really late in every every draft that I was in. And I think people forget how good he was last year um, before he got injured. So, and even Dalton Schultz, when he came in and filled in for Blake, we were talking big on Dalton Schultz last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, our, our offense is um, friendly, I guess is the right word, is, is friendly toward the uh, tight end position. So look for, look for that to be a sneaky good pick there. I like it. I like it. Um, definitely hope that Blake Jarwin comes back this year and has a hell of a season because we need, you know, that safety blanket that, that uh, you know, we were missing when we lost Witten. And, you know, especially when, when Jarwin got hurt last year, Dalton Schultz stepped up. But um, just having those consistent guys there at tight end is is uh, definitely a huge, huge deal. So Yeah, and we'll need him for blocking too, so – yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I like that. I like that. Can't misplay. So, all right. Um, that pretty much does it. That wraps up what we want to feature. I'm um, gonna try to keep our podcast a little bit shorter this season. Hopefully, that'll help spurn some some listenership. Um, so, now that being said, we are available on all of your podcast um, you know, downloading formats. Obviously, Apple Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. The whole nine, you should be able to download us and listen wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So please get out there, subscribe, um, give us some ratings, leave us some reviews, help us to um, you know know how you want to steer this this show going forward, and join us on our Discord. Um, we do have yeah. a Discord page. We like to talk on there. We definitely like to get on there during um, football games and watch the games and chat chat while we're watching. Um, Something that we do anyway in our in our text um, that we've had for years and years that made this podcast begin anyway. So um, we just moved it over to the Discord and let other people join us. So um, join us on Discord. It's called the Lawn Chair Cowboys. Lawn Chair, one word, Cowboys. Look us up. Find us on there. Join us. Come and come and um, you know play around with us on on Discord. Um, it's a good time. Everybody's on there from the show. And then we have quite a few other, um, folks that support us and listen to us on there as well. Um, not all Cowboys fans. We have Kay Adams memes. Oh yeah. We have Kay. Uh, emojis. One of the emojis. We have Kay Adams emojis. Yes. (laughs) Um, so you can't, can't go wrong with Kay Adams, man. That's, that's, uh, that's Daniel's Bay right there. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> if only you would have way more to add than than a, a yep <laughs> i mean there's nothing more to add other than just agreeing k adams is bay yep yep so that being said um daniel tell everybody where you can be found on the socials you could find me on instagram at the party blarder you can find me on youtube at the party blarder and facebook the party blarder gaming um, I've got a bunch of other podcasts too that I do. Um, D and D kinda, uh, uh, <laughs> video game mythos, gurus of gaming, final girl podcast. All of those can be found on any of your streaming platforms. You and, don't do the final girl podcast. Uh, I do the final girl podcast. Well, it's under the 13 palm trees banner. So, <laughs> you know, I just, I say, which, them all. Oh, which 
potentially not yet, but I talked to Michael today, and he said the only reason we're not under the 13 Palm Trees banner is because I didn't ask. I just assumed that you would ask. I don't know. Bro, you, you listen, you, this is your podcast, bro. I'm here to record and make, <laughs> you, make you sound as good as I possibly can. So that's well, what I'm here for. That's a lot of work. So <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's, that's, why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to record early today so I could get enough time to, <laughs> to make you sound remotely decent. So. <laughs> well, that yeah. So I, I don't blame you there. But yes, I, I did talk to Michael. Maybe, maybe in the near future. We'll see if, if, uh, um, we can get the contracts right. Um, the money issues worked out, you know what I mean? Like uh, I'm a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, sought after talent on the podcast, um, realm. So we'll see if we can work that out, but you might find us under the 13 Palm Trees, um, productions banner. And I mean, you, distant, you technically, future, so. we technically are because, you know, like D and D and I'm, I'm actually going to be taking over video game mythos editing and um, wasted local talent, which is now just wasted local fantasy football because of COVID. It kind of killed that whole bringing people in and interviewing their businesses and stuff. And um, yeah, I'm still waiting to get on that show. Yeah. I mean, we could still do something because <laughs> it's still going to be up um, the feed, but until we figure out, the year round stuff for that one. We're just going to stick with the fantasy football. Um, yeah. Cause we tried doing whenever COVID first started doing interviews and it was tough. It was tough getting no, people sure. and businesses were closing and bands weren't right. playing. So nobody had anything to talk about. So yeah. Um, hopefully as the world starts opening up more, we'll be able to kind of get back into the rhythm, but uh, yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. I hope, hope so. And of course you can find me. I am on Facebook. I'm on, um, somewhat on Instagram. I'm not very active on there. Um, but you can find me at MT Shaw three. I'm at, that's my handle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on the, I think it's the same on. Yes. MT Shaw three on discord as well. Um, I, you can also hear me on the final girl podcast. I've been on a couple episodes You'll find me also on the Final Girl Podcast on an episode coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, so just enjoy, love that show. Ryan is an awesome host on that show and enjoy um, conversing with him about horror movies. So check us out. You can find us all over your podcasts um, in North Central West Virginia, really. So uh, listen to us. Uh, join us on Discord. We'd love to have you. And let's go Cowboys. Cowboys.